0: Are joined today by Natalie Hibbard, correct? That's right, yeah. All right, and you wrote the book Inside Out.
1: I did, I did indeed.
0: So let's start with... Um...
2: Wait, we have to introduce our, our, our... podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're Literary Bitchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> and we're bitching. <laughs> um, I'm Laura. I'm Alexis. I'm Nicole. And we have a special guest today, Natalie Hibbard. Hi. Hello.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me.
2: It was our pleasure. Thanks for joining us. So you wrote
3: Inside Out, which is a YA. It's kind of a mystery thriller-ish, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I say that's pretty good. I had a really hard time actually working out how I should like categorize it genre-wise, but I think yeah, mystery thriller is pretty pretty good
3: i think genres are the hardest thing to like grasp because even when i'm thinking of books that like i've actually read i'm like what is technically the genre of
2: this yeah mm-hmm. i'm always like oh yeah i read fiction but there are so many more <laughs> yeah. subcategories yeah.
0: in fiction well like it's people build yeah. these entire worlds and then mm-hmm. publishing houses and book selling it in general is just like hey now tell us what it is yeah. this entire <laughs> yeah.
1: world <you> <laughs> yeah
0: um so we're gonna start with you know, do you write anything outside of YA, or do you plan on writing anything else in the series? Because I did read it, and it does look like there's an open ending.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't um leave things like that. I'm not. I'm not a complete bastard. <laughs> no, um, no. I would. Um, there's going to be four books in the series. Um, book two is finished, but its launch has been delayed by. COVID-19 and book three I'm about a quarter of a way into and then there'll be one more after that Uh, but I'd also I'd love to do other things as well like one of the reasons I don't I hate kind of having to categorize is because I want to try like lots of different stuff so I'd love to write for kids like younger kids I'd love to do poetry I'd love to do a script for a play Oh, loads of things I would really love to try out, so.
0: Yeah, writing is endless, man. Which is cool. It's like you get one skill and then you kind of get to play around for as long as you want.
1: Yeah, and which is a good thing, because writing is, like, my only skill (laughs) set. That's it. So so if I can, you know, keep it kind of going for as long as possible so they don't, you know, I don't even know what dissolve then that that would be good. So yeah, I'm quite lucky that that's the thing I can kind of do and I can use it in different ways.
0: Yeah. Um so what inspired you to get into writing?
1: Oh, um it's interesting because I was telling people I wanted to be a writer before I could actually write. So like physically before I could like hold a pen. So my earliest memory of writing is I was round at my grandparents and it was Christmas and I saw this Robin out the window um, and I christened him Robbie, my revealingly imaginative approach to names, Uh, and I sat down in front of my mum and told her the many and varied adventures of Robbie the Robin and got her to write them down for me. Um, So yeah, that just the first memory I have, but I remember that when that happened, nobody thought it was weird. So I must have been doing it for a while before then. So yeah, the actual um, writing itself came after I decided that that was what I wanted to do, which, yeah, I was a a precocious child. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, would you say that any books got you interested into writing, or, because it sounds like to me it was like a natural thing for you to just create stories, but were
1: there
0: there any stories that, you know, inspired you to begin creating, or anything that got you more into it as you got older?
1: Oh, so, so many. Um, I think in my house we've always had a lot of books, Um, my mum in particular is a big reader, and so she would always like read us stories at night um, and she would read us kind of endless uh, stories so she never kind of said oh I'm not reading that one again I've read it six times this week <laughs> I said, oh it's my favorite she she would um, still read that one so I think there are so many that it's kind of hard to uh, pigeonhole them but they I love um, roll doll stories especially oh, me when i <laughs> a die-hard um, roll doll fan um, so I loved all of those kinds of things I love I have an abiding love of picture books still which I had when I was a kid but I am now officially a grown-up but I still love my my picture books Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) because they're so pretty
2: I love picture books too I I just love the artwork in them they're so pretty (laughs) this is
3: weird but I like the texture of the pages in picture books
0: yeah
2: I like it's calming I like how big they are I don't know it's like weird I always want to frame them but I don't want to ruin the book at the same time no
0: I'm like the huge reason I'm excited to eventually have babies is so I can have their picture books (laughs) like they're gonna be in a nice shelf. (laughs) and they're so glossy i don't know why we make you know like it's not just for kids no
1: no way no right yeah
0: so you we're kind of already learning about your journey as a reader that's kind of our next question but how would you say that you ended up in the genre that you did um through reading like your current
1: right sure so um when i was a kid i didn't really have a lot of friends, well I say I didn't have a lot of friends, there were periods of time where I had no friends, like literally none. Um, so all of my friends until I was about 11 or 12 were books um, and that's kind of what I spent sort of all my time doing. I, um, I have a disability, I use a wheelchair to get about and uh, because of that I got picked on a lot when I was at school Mm. and so my way around this was to I kind of claimed the library as my own Um, and I stayed in there for all like um, lunch breaks and all sorts so I always read sort of widely um, in terms of why I decided to write for a young adult audience I suppose the answer to so that would be, I was a young adult when I started writing the book. I was 12. Um, I finished the first draft when I was 14. So I was kind of writing for my own peer group. So it, it just seemed to, to work for me from that point of view. But I mean, I love all types of, of books. So um, I just have so many things that I'd really want to try out so I wouldn't say I will exclusively write YA for the rest of my life like I can imagine my uh, writing journey as my reading journey did going to lots of different places so it should should be really good. That
0: makes sense. And so what are you currently reading any books and if so what are they?
1: Yeah so I just today um, wrapped up the book I've been reading, which is it's called Wizards of Once, Never and Forever and it's the final book in this really amazing fantasy series, um, written by Cressida Cowell, who is she wrote the book that inspired the How to Train Your Dragon movies. Yeah, I love her I know, she's the best, she's great (laughs) Um, uh, and she is um, Waterstones Children's Laureate this year which makes her a big deal um over here and like I've I cried um when I read that book because I was like I don't want it to end um (laughs) I I was so invested I was so invested and um so yeah I've basically spent two days solid um reading that one book and now I feel bereft because I don't have it anymore and that makes me sad.
0: It's, the, it's like that when you get like a good set of characters and you just don't want to let them go, it sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. But there's a little, um, not any spoilers, but there's a little hint um, at, right at the end, like on the last page, that they might come back in like future books which I was really really excited about because I knew this was the last book in the Wizards of Once series so I thought I was going to have to say goodbye to them forever but I live in hope now
0: (laughs) yeah we just finished um, or well you finished we're still finishing
2: A Darker Shade of Magic is that what you're talking about
0: yeah yeah. V.E. Schwab and they just saw a tweet I haven't even seen the tweet yet but you guys just saw it
2: Yeah.
3: that she's picked the pen back up and is writing the characters again yeah what is your writing process like like do you write daily or do you like have a word goal that you try to reach when you
1: do write um i don't have word goals as such because like sometimes i will think that i've had a really successful writing day if i've like written one sentence but if i've like spent the rest of the day like thinking my way out of problems or i get this really good idea Uh, So I don't have a word goal, but I do try and write every day. Um, But I'm in a situation at the moment where I am having a similar kind of feeling um, as a writer that I do when I'm a reader and I don't want to let a story go because I've been writing these particular book series. I've been writing it for 10 years and... I'm about a quarter of the way through the third book and then I've got one more book and then that's it, I'm finished and I really don't want to get to that so I'm like procrastinating at the moment but, but also I love the third book I think the third one is the best thing that I've written period yeah. so um, I do want to finish it because I love it so much but also I don't want them to leave me I don't want to let them go <laughs>
0: Well yeah, ten years is a long time to put into anything and then it be near over.
1: Yeah, and like they the main characters in the book were like my imaginary friends when I was growing up. So we go sort of way back. Way, way, way back. So I did I genuinely don't know how I'm gonna manage when I, I finish the fourth book. I've got the epilogue of the fourth book is already written um, because I knew that if I didn't get it down then I would just keep going forever <laughs> yeah. um, and never stop so I've written the epilogue and I've like been stern with myself right at the end of the fourth book you have to have this mm. uh, but I really don't want to get to that point that's why <laughs> it's taking so long yeah I'm dragging my feet a bit for sure uh, yeah I try and write every day um, When I was in school My writing process was a lot more chaotic Because it was mostly just Like right under the table during maths Because yeah. um, <laughs> uh, like when I got back From school I went to a high school that was About three quarters of an hour Away from my house um, Each way Because it was the nearest Accessible high school That we had um, which is kind of frustrating because my actual nearest high school is literally up a road and around a corner from my house. Um, and that was where both my sisters went. And then I just had to go on, like, this trek. Um, yeah. So by the time I got back home, I was always, like, knackered. So I did most of my writing during school, which is terrible. Uh, but, yeah, but now Related. I kind of... <laughs> Yeah, I kind of enjoy the fact now that I don't have to pretend to be doing something else whilst I'm doing my work. Yeah. Like at no at no point does anyone come in and like ask me an algebraic equation <laughs> whilst I'm like working out a good bit, which, you know, I I appreciate that still most days because I spent most most of my like I'd say inside out the first book. Probably ninety percent written covertly under my desk in school. Um, so my writing process is a bit more chilled now, but it's also a bit more organised. Because like the first book, I just wrote, and then it kind of miraculously like turned into a plot. Whereas now, three books in, I'm like, I must make sure I've got all these like threads in hand, and I can tie them up. Because like I have nightmares about plot holes, like actual. Like I bring out, I bring out a book, and then some poor poor person reads it and finds that there's a massive plot hole in it. Like that's my worst nightmare. So I, yeah,
3: I plan a lot more thoroughly now. So you started writing when you were twelve. This series. Um, do you think when you, like, look back, like, you can see, like, a definite growth in, like, yourself and your writing along with your characters? Like, your characters basically grew up with you, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I definitely can, although it was... I wrote the first draft when I was a young teenager, but it's been through editors and stuff since then. Um, but the thing I think is most different is now I have the confidence that I can do it well. Whereas back then I had, like, no self-esteem. I was, like, really not confident in myself at all. Um, So I think that maybe shows I think I've got a lot more confident writer, I suppose, and I take a lot more uh, risks. So, like, if I think, oh, there's a really easy way that I could go through this book. Or there's a really tricky way, but it might be more fun. I tend to do the the harder way that's more fun. Because I hope that that'll be more fun for the readers as well. Uh, but my basic tenets, I would say are pretty much the same. Because, like, the themes in the book like um, prejudice and um, violence and how wrong those things are and how much they like mess up the world and like political corruption and things those were the things that mattered to me when I was 12 but that I'm 22 now and they still matter to me yeah so like the basic um, core of it I don't think has changed that much but I think I'm a bit more sure of myself now when I write things. Yeah. And I no longer fear semicolons, which is important.
0: <laughs> I still See, that's a huge step because I still am so scared. I typed a semicolon in an essay last night and I stared at it for no joke 5 minutes and then just backspaced.
2: You're like, uh, never mind. We're <laughs> going to take the semicolon." Out. I love, love semicolons. <laughs>
0: I'll use them like as much as I want in my own creative writing, but in like educational sphere, I'm like, "Should you should you be there? Should you exist?"
2: <laughs> I use or am them I just text having fun? <laughs> use them, I do use them in text. I use them in text sometimes. I just love a good semicolon. Getting coffee,
0: semicolon. We'll be late.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I embrace the semicolons. I think when I was at school, I had a lot more. I was a lot more scared of the rules of like grammar and stuff. Whereas now I'm like, i just. Do what feels right, and then I can go back and change it later.
0: Yeah, and rules are meant to be broken. Oh, know, yeah,
1: I definitely. That. Sorry, yeah, it was just a random
0: that one you. brain cell. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> downloaded um, uh, Do you know those commercials? No one ever remembers these commercials, so let me know if you remember this commercial. The commercial that's like...
3: They probably had different commercials over there.
0: We don't know that. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... You wouldn't steal a car, yes, you I wouldn't do. download a car. And, oh, yeah, these yeah. anti-piracy ads. <gasps> yes, Jeez! I
1: did see those. <laughs> I have seen them.
0: Those live in my head rent free. I think about them every day since I was like three, and I saw that. I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't download a car. Now I would. Now I would. But at three, I, I was like, <gasps> How dare you? And so like, that, whenever I say something, someone else is about to say, I'm like, You wouldn't download a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. Good. No, I do know those adverts and they scared the hell out of me when I was a kid.
2: They, they were like unnecessarily aggressive. Yeah, it what was like I that remember. rock music like, and it was like fuzzing out and it would like show like a kid in an alleyway like running. Yeah,
3: I'm like six and I'm positive I'm going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God, did I download? Like, I'm holding like a stuffed animal. Did I download this? Did I download this? Am I going to get in trouble? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think yeah. I was about 15 before I got over my fear of downloads.
0: I, honestly, I was, like, one of the last kids I knew to... to... What's what I'm looking for? Participate in piracy?
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, as a creative person, I'm not a massive fan of piracy. Because yeah. if people pirate things, then I don't get paid, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, I love having readers, so if they get into it uh, via that sort of thing... I kind of see it as, like, a... Um, a gateway drug kind of scenario. Whereas if I can, like, entice you via that, then...
0: <laughs> you snort a little bit of this illegal <laughs> EPUB. And then you're out. Hooked-
1: just, like, dangle the rest in front of you. like, follow my trail. He, he's
2: like, you have to buy them.
3: <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I've downloaded some EPUBs for free, and then I loved the book so much I bought it. I'm like, no, this deserves Every my money. Every EPUB yeah. I know that you read, that it's was, on like, your you finished, act- it's on your bookshelf. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love this. I'm going to buy it.
1: <laughs> no, I... Yeah, well, that's the goal. A uh, really uh, fun story I have from like the first few weeks of publication and I sort of I don't know whether to be flattered or outraged by this it has been nearly a year and I'm still in two minds as to how I should feel so maybe you guys could help me out with this Um, (laughs) so I went into my local bookshop to like admire a copy of my book because I'd never seen that book on my a book of mine on a proper bookstore shelf before Mm. So I like, went in and I'd like bought my sisters and my cousins came along too. And we were all like in this mob just to go and look at the shelf. Um, And we get there and I'm like looking down the list and I'm like between Hill or someone out- and someone else. And I'm like, it's gone. It's not here. And then I'm like checking on my phone. It says in stock. And I like well panicked. I was like, where's it gone? So I, in the end, we ended up looking like, through the whole store and we couldn't find it. Um, and we went to the, the manager and was like, where is it? And they were like, well, we haven't sold it, so it must be here somewhere. And they looked for like a week, and then they had to come to the conclusion that we haven't sold it, but somebody has taken it. Someone no. has stolen it from our shop.
0: Your which... first book on a shelf ever, and someone said, that's mine now.
1: <laughs> I know, oh I was God. a little bit outraged, but then also I was like, you know, they had many other excellent options for book theft yeah (laughs) Um, and yet they picked mine so you never know
0: as someone that's worked i mean we've all worked in a bookstore and honestly people don't usually steal the books unless they intend to read them
3: yeah Yeah. the most stolen book is the bible so your book is up there with the bible (laughs) yay you
0: made it (laughs) um if you were stuck on an island and you could only take one book what book would that be
1: (gasps) oh (laughs) oh that's like torture um how to Train Your Dragon by Cressida Cowell.
2: The first one?
1: The first one, yeah. I got into those books, I was in a really, really bad place. Um, I was like really, really, really depressed. And then i like ran across like a copy of this book and I st- it was the audio book actually, I think it was from my library or something. Um, and I started listening and like within like two sentences, I was just in hysterics. And I hadn't laughed for literally about 18 months prior to to reading that book. So yeah, those that book is like important to me in a massive way. I think I've got like three copies. Just in case. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm now I'm now paranoid about book theft, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So I now have so many copies just in case some of them go astray. So yeah, yeah it'd have to be that it would have to be that one. Yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah. I, it's like, whenever I ask people what, if they could have one book, it's always a book that like, because books save us a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people always reach for those when they can. I guess it'd be four girls.
2: Yeah. Cause yeah. Then, so
0: it's four girls who yeah. aren't afraid of the semicolon anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're also is there a word for fear <laughs> of the semicolon? There probably, there probably is a word for like fear of punctuation. I'm like... There's got
2: to be. There's got to be, yeah. I'm gonna Google it. I'm kind of... Here, I'll, I'll Google it right now. <laughs> Let's see what comes up. Fear of punctuation. Pistophobia. Oh, I love that. That's like the best. <laughs> Pistophobia is the fear of the... Oh, just kidding. It's the fear of the period <laughs> punctuation mark. Let me... Okay, let me... Be How more they specific. Call it piss if it's about the period. Mm, what are we looking <laughs> for? Semicolon. Pistophobia. Oh, I love that. No uh, longer pistophobia. <laughs> Four girls
0: who no longer have pistophobia. Pistophobia? We don't know her.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's an actual Pistophil- name for fear of the semicolon. So we're the only ones that were scared of semicolon. So that means we
3: could invent it right now. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. But I want to. I want to call one. it pistophobia, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll be that. Why not?
0: <laughs> okay, so are, are our next question is supposed to be, what can we expect from you next? But coming out from you next would just be the
1: sequel, correct? Uh, yeah. Um, it's been really delayed um, by COVID-19 because I uh, am immunocompromised, so I'm still, like, hardcore shielding. Mm. Like, I basically still haven't left my house since basically March so i've kind of put on hold um publishing book two but at some point i'm really gonna have to get on it because my brother-in-law will fall out with me big time if i don't let him find out i will too because i need to know how
0: (laughs) i got to the end and i didn't realize how far i'd gotten into it um and i finished it this morning at like 5 a.m and i was like plowing through it and i'm at the end and i'm like oh wait a minute (laughs) wait a minute because, um, spoiler alert, the last line, you're like, Wait,
1: what? what? <laughs> what just <laughs> uh, happened? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm a terrible, <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in my defense, I didn't actually know the solution to that cliffhanger until five months after I wrote it.
0: So you made yourself stressed out too? It wasn't just...
1: Yeah, thing. but I blame I blame the characters because like I specifically told them just like stand there and like just have like a nice um full circle moment. But no, like they had to ruin it just at the last minute. I was like, oh no! But man, that's it's a pretty good ending. I have to say, I did kind of after I I'd solved it, I did sort of pat myself on the back a little bit because I was like, this is going <laughs> to cause so many people so much pain um yeah just you yeah. know
3: tally keeps that. going up because i just got added this morning <laughs> i love that like oh yep this is the end because it'll make the most people cry <laughs>
1: I'm yeah i know i mean i'm like, horrible i'm an absolutely horrible person obviously but my defense <laughs> is that i do actually care about my readers an extreme amount um, and that is why I put you through so much. <laughs> it's, for, it's, for your, it's for your own
3: good. It's for your own character growth. Yeah. Every,
0: every author I always say is like, um, it's like a mom. It's like, or a parent. It's like, I mean, more a mom because like dad's like, eh. but like, it's like a mom. It's like you're nurtured and they, these authors, they care about you and they're feeding you and they're giving you everything you need. But also sometimes there's a hard life lesson <laughs> or 10. Yeah. or no,
1: a I love sometimes that like I'm going to use that hangers. as my defense now I'm just going to be like yeah I'm your literary parent and it's my job to show you the evils of the world
0: yeah like sometimes you get Madeline Miller that's a like fully wire hanger spectrum like <laughs> she's there to hurt you
3: yeah she drugged my body through Troy yeah. on yeah. the back of a carriage and I she didn't still haven't experienced that
2: yet
0: mm-hmm. not yet maybe next week. <laughs> but then other times you get like I don't know a nice author <laughs>
3: A, a nice character? offer? I mean, Natalie, she just like slapped you on the hand. She was like, hey.
1: She hurt me a bit. <laughs> no, she hurt me a bit. No, uh, you think you think this is bad? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, wait till you get a bit further in, then everything sort of really goes to hell. For a while! Uh, but in a, in the nicest possible way.
0: That is not
3: yeah.
1: a bad deal. I'll tell you that. No, I'm not <laughs> I, had to, I had I had to um I had to change um one of my characters' names because um, one of my friends for ages and they were only um luckily it was only minor characters so I didn't have to do too much um changing but they were pestering me for ages to put them in the book. So I was like, oh okay, I'll do it. Um so we did it and then I kind of I obviously didn't forget my friend's name, but I forgot that I'd named this character after her. And then I gave her the draft, and I was really excited about it. And she read it, and she was like, you killed me! <laughs> <laughs> you murdered me! And I was like, oh, shh!" Like, I was, like, had to like, go back and do major rewrites, because like, they were only meant to be a minor character. They were only meant to be in, like, one scene. And then I decided, no, they haven't suffered enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, but I have very understanding friends. But it was she was Lord. like, "You killed me, you!" Bitch. And I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god, you're right!" Know I like, she hadn't like spoken to me all day, and I was like, "What have I done?" Like, tell me what's wrong. You murdered her. <laughs> you know na- you know na- she just looks at me deadpan and goes you know what you did <laughs> I, like, I-, I don't know i don't know and then eventually i was like please tell me because like i'm really easy to wind up <laughs> so i was like genuinely quite distressed that i'd like actually upset and just like you killed me and i was like Oh no! Oh, like I had, I didn't even have a defence for it because like, it was right there, in black and white, and it was horrible. It was a horrible way to go. It wasn't even like a good, peaceful way or anything like that. So I was like, oh no! So yeah, I uh I rechristened that particular character and I realised <laughs> that I didn't actually want to kill my friends. But I was like, that will teach you for asking to be put in the book. <laughs> like, but that, that's Not what will happen to you route. if you do. You asked to be here. <laughs> yeah. That, that, but I mean, if I lived in the world that I've created in my book, I would definitely be dead within about a page and a half.
0: Um, so every time we have a guest on the show, you're actually our first official guest, by the way. So
1: thank you for that. <gasps> oh, yeah. Um, but every time we have a guest so cool. on the show,
0: since we're kind of like bitchcraft, um, we ask everybody what their favorite fictional witch is. And that can be in books, movies, um, anything. If you bring up a real witch, I guess I won't tell you no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my favorite witch. Um, well, my favorite witch, personality-wise, is probably Ginny Weasley from the Harry Potter books. Oh, She's a good. Name.
3: Um, She's
1: not really from good. the films. Not from the films. I get stressed. <laughs> yeah. Not in the films. Uh, but my favorite witch, in terms of like. That I just think of, like, the ultimate Wicked Witch is the Witch Excelnor in How to Train You Dragon. Because, mm-hmm. like, she... Oh, man, she's so evil. <laughs> but, like, in such a good way. But, like, so those stories, they start out as, like, fun romps. And then sort of about halfway through the series, everything suddenly gets really dark. Because this witch shows up and, like, ruins everything. It's awesome. But, yeah, no. So, yeah, it to be a tie.
0: That's a good tie.
1: Yeah, Ginny in the
3: book is really good.
0: Did not do justice yeah. in the
3: movies.
1: Mm.
0: We just never read Harry Potter. read the first book now.
3: Yeah, well, read the other six, And now I have too. to
0: pirate the other six. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, do you have any last comments that you'd like to tell... Like, if you have any readers that you know will be listening, any family members that will be listening to this episode, or...
1: Oh, yeah, so I'd like to uh, give a really big shout-out to my family, which my sisters, Lorna and Catherine, my brother-in-law, Deck, my nephew, Seth, and my parents, Carol and Mark, Um, because, A, I always promise you I'm going to do a shout-out, and then I nearly always forget which is bad uh, so I'm just gonna do it now and also because like during the pandemic and things they have like put even more restrictions on their lives than they would normally have to because they're shielding me which uh, is something I really appreciate and I love you all very very much and Seth you are too little to read this book <laughs> but, <laughs> You are only 10 months old. You are too small. <laughs> but uh, in a few years, maybe you, you can you can start.
0: Um, and then where can people find your work? Can they find you? Like, do you have any, like, a Twitter or an Instagram you'd like people to follow? Anything like
1: that? Uh, sure. So you can find me at Um, You can also find me on Twitter. I'm pretty active on there at Natalie Hibbard and Instagram at Natalie Hibbard author and like I'd love to hang out with you guys like hearing from readers is my very favorite part of my job so if you guys want to shoot me a message or anything like that I would be so so happy and I really hope you enjoy reading the book like that's my ultimate aim in life is for readers to enjoy reading my books so yeah all
0: right cool We really appreciate your time today, Natalie. It was fun talking with you. Yeah, Um, Hopefully we'll have you on again in the future when, you know, maybe book two or three comes out or something like that.
1: That will be so much fun. I've loved this. This It's been so good.
0: All right. It was nice to meet you. Thank you for coming on the show.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you.
3: Um,
0: We're Literary Bitchcraft, and that was one of our author highlights episodes.
3: And all of us were bitching. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we're all bitching
0: so you can find us on our new very sexy very fresh website Ooh,
3: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> litbitchpod.com it has links to literally everything on, on our socials us- and on everything. social
3: media twitter, instagram, litbitchpod yeah. you can tweet us you can email us you can even send us
0: little thoughts and concerns and questions on our new very sexy fresh website oh
2: that sounded nice <laughs> oh, you great. can also
3: <laughs> sign up for our newsletter there yeah we have one of those
0: we can give you news, not nudes. You can hear bitching
2: in your inbox. I mean,
3: <laughs>
0: nudes if you want. Those mm. are extra. Those are a lot Subscribe extra. Subscribe to our
2: OnlyFans. <laughs> We're Lit just kidding, bitch, that. just kidding. We don't have OnlyFans yet. Soon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Everyone else is. <laughs>
0: All, All right. Wow. Um, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, please give our authors a look into their stuff if, you know, you thought it was, if it was fab, fit, and fun.
2: <laughs> like the box. So it was. The fall box
3: creative (laughs) we're trying to censor
0: ourselves if it was sexy fresh and fun
3: (laughs) check them out there's no censoring this (laughs) okay love you guys
2: sail away sail away sail
3: away